You are listening to the To and Out CFL Podcast, a proud member of the Canadian Football Podcast Network. Do, do you miss anything about Ivor Wynn Stadium? I know Tim Hortons no, Field looks uh, pretty nice. Oh, you miss nothing. <laughs> nothing. Nothing. What, what about the dugouts? <laughs> no. Grab some poutine and a double-double. It's time for the Two and Out CFL Podcast. Now they have to kick it out, and they do! Every week, Travis Cura. Does anybody still care about this podcast? And Brazilian Tide. Hunters are people, too. Talk fantasy football, bring you the latest in CFL news, and sprinkle in a little bit of nonsense. Are you kidding? This is unbelievable! Ready, set, and we are a part of the Alberta Podcast Network, powered by ATB. I'm Travis Curra, Brazilian Thai here with me as we get set for a chat with Brody Lawson. She's a host for the Canadian Football League, and we're going to be talking about Grey Cup fit-up and all sorts of other fun stuff. First, this episode of Two and Out is brought to you in part by Your Forest, a podcast by those who cannot live without the joys and wonders of all wild things. Here's host Matt Kristoff to tell you more. Hey guys, my name is Matthew Kristoff, and I'm an advocate for sustainability and environmental sciences. If you've ever wanted to know how our natural world is being managed, check out my podcast, Your Forest, where I talk with researchers and professionals in the field of environmental sciences about the work they do and the things they love. It's all about our natural world and how we manage it. Climate change to conservation, wilderness survival, wildfire, all kinds of stuff. If we're going to give up on something like trumpeter swans, then functionally we would give up on the value of wetlands coined the term sustainability. You know, forests to me are my spiritual place. It's, it's where I go to relax, to reset myself, to reconnect. This bird had flown um, over 100,000 kilometers in its life. Climate change doesn't mean that we're going to lose all of our forests. Again, it just might mean that there's a different forest. And uh, how we got here is we approached a peak by helicopter. <laughs> Um, the importance of fire in, in a wilderness situation just can't be understated. It's all about sustainability. Check out Your Forest on Apple, Google, Spotify, and Stitcher. Thanks a lot, guys. See you out there. Be sure to search for Your Forest, all one word, in the podcatcher of your choice or visit yourforestpodcast.com. Let's get to our chat with Brody. Brody, we're so happy you took the time to chat with Ty and myself today. First of all, you're a host for the Canadian Football League, but it's not your first job involving the Canadian Football League. How did you get to this point? Oh, man. Um, well, when I graduated from university, I took an internship with the Hamilton Tiger Cast. So that was for the 2013 season. And I worked in and around the league that Grey Cup and then came back to them in 2015. And I've been with the CFL ever since and started with TSN last year. So honestly, since I graduated from school, it's pretty much been my main, not pretty much, it has been my main thing. As a couple fans ourselves, obviously, that's like the dream internship. <laughs> it was the dream internship. I grew up going to Iverwind Stadium with my dad and my grandfather. My grandfather uh, played quarterback for the Ticats in the 40s. Wow. Um, well, not played. My, my great uncle actually played many seasons. My grandfather only played one season. It was in 43 during the war years. But I grew up with the CFL very much a part of 
my life. And um, to get that internship was huge, not only because I loved the team and I had grown up around it, but it was the my it was my kind of beginning in how to edit and how to be on camera. And if I never learned how to edit video, I can promise you I would not have this job now because when I got hired at the CFL, I got hired as an editor and I was editing game highlights primarily. So um, that internship was critical to, to kind of the trajectory of my career. What do, do you miss anything about Ivor Wynn Stadium? I know Tim Hortons no, Field looks pretty nice. Oh, you miss nothing. <laughs> nothing. Nothing. What, what about the dugouts? <laughs> no, I, it was awful. And I remember like going with my dad and we'd have to like, I, I was always so shy and there were, you know, you'd have to ask people to shift because they were bleacher seats, if I remember correctly. And so you'd have to find your number on the seat, you know right. what I'm talking about, like on the big bench and. Oh, Same deal really with Taylor Field in uh, Regina. Yes. That's right. Of course. That was exactly the same way. I hated it. I hated it. But now, just a fan of the league, obviously. You get to meet players, and um, you end up cheering for, for guys and coaches, and, and, and you just want everyone to do well. And it's it's a, it's, it's a weird perspective, but I, I mean that genuinely. You're honestly cheering for, for, for players and coaches. So, Yeah. Your role has taken you everywhere, uh, and we tend to talk a lot about food and what I won't eat on this podcast, <laughs> uh, being being super picky. But with all the new menu options, whether it's you know watching people crush the Walby Burger in Winnipeg or spending time with the world's fastest cow in Calgary, uh, what's been your Thursday night football highlight this year? Such a good question. Um I want to give you one answer because I want to be interesting, but the truth is getting to go to, I didn't actually go to Mosaic this summer. That's just the way the schedule worked out, but getting to go to every single stadium in such a short amount of time was, was really the best part. Like I was, I talk about being on a roll. You're literally rolling from one week to the next. Okay. What am I looking for? What's, what's the cool food offering? Can the, can the chef meet with me to talk about it? Where's the where's the place in the stands that people are currently loving to watch a game? Like, but not just doing it for one stadium. It was the collective. It was the whole. It was the whole summer that made it really special. I have to say, the things that you mentioned were great. Though the Wobby Burger was psychotic. <laughs> That's a like, great that descriptor. Mind blowing. And people were eating it. Like, yes. <laughs> I even asked the chef. I was like what what is this and like how do you anticipate people eating it and he was like oh well we're just like people are just going to eat it and i was like oh they will not like <laughs> are you kidding me because um, i had tried to eat the one in bc that right. outrageous burger so i knew what it i knew what that was like and this one is like there's no comparison <laughs> like they had special buns made it was so big <laughs> It's insane. I, I, so anyway, that's awesome. Food is really, the food is really fun. I have to say that part is really, really fun. I think uh, some of the biggest storylines over the past two summers has been weather and weather delays. Were you mm-hmm. caught in any interesting situations? Thank God, no. Um, oh, wait, that's not true. In Calgary, I was. but that There was, was hail crazy. and stuff. There was hail. So I went to the stadium that day to do rehearsals with the band that night, the Northern Pikes, and... I got there to get my mic, and the skies, I, I guess, opened up, like, hail the size of a loony, wow. quarter or a loony, like, huge chunks of hail. I've never seen anything like it, even in the winter. 
and the field was completely covered and they had to get their little Kubota machines or whatever out with, to clear off the field in July. Like it was genuinely cold. I didn't have the right clothes. Like that was not a great situation. But it was fine for game time. But it was just weird. Everyone's like, "Oh, you know the mountains. Four seasons in a day." And I was like, "I do not know the mountains. This is a new situation." (laughs) It's it's not a joke when they say if you don't like the weather in Calgary, wait fifteen minutes. It's one hundred percent true. (laughs) So true. So true. So that was a bit wild. As far as on the field go, what, what's been your biggest surprise to this point of the season, do you think? Oh, well, the quarterback injuries have been really hard to watch. Mm-hmm. Um, that's, that's been brutal. But I, I, think, um, I think the situation in BC has surprised me the most and not in a good way. Um, I'm a big fan of Mike Riley and a big fan of Devon Claybrook and Watching that not come together the way that ownership group and that team hoped is really, for me, really hard to watch. Um, I don't know. I They have all the pieces, and it's just watching watching him get sacked so many times, that O-line, and you're just like, what's going on? It's, it's been really hard to watch. So that would be my biggest negative surprise. I'm trying to think what would be my biggest – well, I think the Tiger Cats um, – given how many injuries they've had, how well that group works together. I interviewed Dylan Wynn today for the uh, the Waggle podcast, and he was talking about how anytime he's been a part of a championship team, and you hear a lot of guys say this, they are really friends outside of football. Like, they hang out together. They elect to hang out together. They are friends, um, like guys from different position groups hang out together. And that's been really cool to watch because if you think of the number of guys that are injured, like Delvin Bro, Jamal Westerman, mm-hmm. their starting quarterback, Jeremiah Masoli, um, Sean Thomas Erlington, like it's, it's wild. And they continue to produce. And I think they're playing really, really good football. So that's been a really positive surprise. And, of course, for the last couple of years now, uh, great, whether it's great cup fit up or the grind and stuff like that, You've been you started that on Twitter. It's blowing up, really, in the last year. But how how did the idea come about? Uh, in the whether it was like just kind of you alone, or if it was from the uh, partnership with the league, or yeah, it's it's actually kind of a cool story, or, or I think it's a cool story. So David Sanchez and I, my co-hosts, were filming um, our show a few years ago, and he was just talking about wanting to get in better, get back in shape, and start working out. And he's like, why don't we do a thing where we we challenge each other to work out for a hundred days and we'll, we'll, we'll do that. And I was like, Oh, that's a great idea. I haven't worked out in a while. So let's do that. And then I, and then I thought, well, why don't we see if maybe fans want to do it with us? Like it's so much easier to stay accountable um, when you're exercising, if you have that accountability. And I've tried this with friends where I'm like, okay, well you're going to text me and we're going to keep on this track together. And like, it never works for whatever reason in my friend group, like people just don't, they don't, stay accountable so that was two years ago and then last year it was such a success the first year and there was such a strong community of fans who were so dedicated and they tweeted every day and it was really beautiful to watch that Sun Life signed on as a partner and we were able to make it into sort of a contest where people and they can as well this year go to cfl.ca slash and enter to win a trip to the Grey Cup as they um, stick to their health and wellness goals and so that's kind of how it started. And it's just, 
exploded into this um, community of people who I, most of them I've never met, but I feel like I know them. I know when they're having a great day and when they're feeling on track. And I also know when things aren't going so hot and they're really struggling. And it's been really beautiful to watch people in this community lean into each other and lean into their goals and watch people like truly do incredible things. It's, it's been really one of the, the greatest um, joys of my career so far. In your wildest dreams, did you ever see it going anywhere close to that? I know a lot of people sort of look to you for inspiration or they check in with you as far as their progress goes, but now it's kind of people checking in with each other and encouraging each other and inspiring each other. It is a real, real-life community, and they say CFL family, but if you look at the Grey Cup fit-up hashtag, that's really what it is. Yeah, oh, you're so sweet to say that, and and I, I so feel the same way, and that was a big focus on the first year. I was like, I will promise you guys to check in with each and every one of you as often as I can. But what I would really love is if you could check in every now and then and search the hashtag and you could encourage someone you don't know. And if someone posts something really incredible, don't just like, like it, like comment and Mm -hmm. cheer them on or give them advice because there are people that have never meditated in their life that have never run gone to a spin class and they're honestly being vulnerable online in a community and they're they're sort of putting it out there and that positive reinforcement i think is is so critical um no in my wildest dreams no i had i had no idea i remember the first year we started this and i I watched the tweets roll in and I was like, oh my gosh. <laughs> wow. We have really hit something. And I was so committed. I replied to every person on every day, not as like a pat on the back, but I, I was just, I was just blown away. And I felt like I couldn't let people down because they weren't letting me down. It was just this, this um, trust in each other. And I, I just, uh, I'm still blown away by it. So this year I feel like we, we even have a bigger group and, um, I've loved following people's goals and I want you guys to help me with something though. And I've been saying this to people, I want to do something where like every 10 days we ask, we, we sort of put out a, a tweet or a, or a post on Instagram and we say, if you wanted to do this, but you've been intimidated by it and you're ready to start, whatever it is, like join, join with us on the, you know, 30th day or the 40th day or the 50th day. Because I want, it would totally be missing the point if we didn't make sure people felt really included and and open. So I think we that's something I want to really push for in the next little while. You know, I, I, I kind of struggle with that my myself. And you always kind of want to go 100% or you... you or it's like all or nothing, you know what I mean? So mm-hmm. when my wife says, hey, if you do 50 out of the next 100 days, that's nothing to be ashamed of because it's more oh than God, no, you were doing before. Yeah. Totally. I think that that is like, that is the biggest thing. And I'm trying to think about how I can communicate that over Twitter. And maybe I need to do a video. I don't know. You guys might have to give me some tips, but you're right. It's it's not like, oh my God, I've missed a week. So now I'm just yeah. done. Well, like, absolutely not. Like, how, how often were you exercising before? Or how much water were you drinking mm-hmm. before? Or were you journaling? Whatever it is, if it was making you feel good and you've dropped off and maybe that's why you've realized, oh my goodness, I've stopped doing this and I just need to start up again. You got to encourage that a little bit more. I, I do. I need to do a better job at that. 
Personally, my issue was that, uh, you know, I've kind of struggled with the exercise and weight thing my whole life. So when I when I post on social media that I'm giving this another shot and then I kind of fall off the wagon again, I, I feel like, oh, I'm going online and here I go again. You know, this mm. this guy's going to fall off the wagon again. But then everybody that takes part in the Grey Cup fit up has just been the most encouraging group in the world. And it's like right? there's no judgment. It feels really good. I think that you you make such a good point. You are you are you're going on this platform, you're being authentic with people and you're being honest and I think people have been so wonderful at just being encouraging and I and I hope I'm so glad you feel that way and I don't think there's any I, I totally get where you're saying what you're saying and that's partially why it, it it's been such a success, but it's it's just about um encouraging one another like i was yeah. talking to someone earlier and they said the best workout what they say the best workout you can do is like the workout that gets done yeah you know, the, the thing that actually happens and so it's not about like well this person got up at 5 a.m and you know did crossfit and i can't even get out for a walk which i'm sure people and that's just like not it it's, it's just about really doing what makes you feel good so we got to do better at that and, and you also expanded the fitness idea into the CFL grind during the 18 off season, which, I mean, to be totally honest, seemed like a death wish <laughs> having to, having to, having to work out with professional athletes, uh, as you join some of them for their off season workouts. Uh, there were times you were, you were having to go through some adversity, adversity during that series. Yeah, that was really important to me. Um, and I'm glad that came across because, I never wanted it. It was really, it was kind of a funny thing to approach because you never wanted to approach it in the way that like, I'm this chick who's going to, you know, fail out of these workouts. But I also didn't want to, um, like I wanted to do the full workout. So if I couldn't do it, like I couldn't do it. I yeah. didn't want it to be edited in a way such that I looked that I was stronger or better than I was. Like these are professional athletes and mm -hmm. I think we, I think the series was really honest, but yeah, no, I 100%. Anytime I said, Oh, I almost fainted. Like I almost fainted. I remember turning to our producer at one point and I said, if I go down, I'm fine, but I really feel like, <laughs> wow. you know, like, stuff like that. <laughs> yeah, it was really, you know, and I meant it. It was really hard. It was really hard. So I love that series. It's, it's something I'm, I'm super proud of. Our team is so talented for putting that together. And to continue with that, this past off season, you basically were traveling the world for for the grind. What was the most What was the most memorable experience uh, you had this time around? Oh my goodness! Um, <laughs> we really asked the hard hitting we questions. When we were in Mexico, um, that workout was really tough, and I'd never been to Mexico City. The city itself is really kind of overwhelming, right? And really dense and it's dizzy and that was kind of wild so we were actually in monterey for the first part of the workout um but it was a 5 a.m workout it was pitch black we like we're trying to get in touch with octavio gonzalez we couldn't find this gym we finally get in and it was really 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 hard and we watched the sun come up and then i went and had breakfast and then he did a second workout that day so we went to a gym to lift weight and I was so shaky and so weak and 
the team that I work with that we're, we're so close. We travel, as you guys know, so much together that they're always like, we always constant laughs. We're always joking around with each other. And the guys turned to me afterwards and they were like, I was like, wow, you guys are, you're proud. Like it was, <laughs> like, was so weak. <laughs> so it's just being in a different culture and yeah. working out with, with people that, um, we're so hungry to make it into the league. Um, this is just really, really cool. Really cool. I, I feel like you're a bit of a beacon of positivity for the CFL family. Like everybody kinds of look to you for some light. I I got to assume that comes from somewhere or someone. I, a pretty heavy question, but where does it come from? Oh, that is so nice. Um, oh man, that's a really good question. Um, well, don't be fooled. I, I have um, my, my down days, and, and to be totally honest with you guys, that is a big part of why I do this challenge. I find that my mental health is really closely tied to exercise. Um, and so when I go through periods of time when I'm not in a routine and I'm not exercising, my mental health really, really suffers. Um, I, I think what I would say is I have a real appreciation for how um, lucky I am and how blessed I am. And I just, I just really want to like squeeze out the best of every day. Like I really wake up in the morning and I'm like, okay, maybe it's not going to be perfect. Maybe I don't feel great right now, but I got to find a way to just make it a really, really great day. Um, I just think life's so short and you need you don't need many examples of that in your life. It takes losing one person or watching one person suffer to just realize how, how precious life is. So I'm getting married this year. I come from a beautiful family. I, I have a wonderful friends and I love my job. I'm really lucky. So, um, I just try and squeeze the most out of it, but, uh, that does not mean I, I haven't suffered with, um, all sorts of down things, but, Exercise certainly helps, and that's a big part of why this initiative is really important to me. I always thought it wasn't fair that Labor Day weekend gets put in the middle of Grey Cup fit up <laughs> because. <laughs> think of how uh, it'll be going into Grey Cup too. Yeah, yeah, that's true. <laughs> it's like the warm up so that you can go indulge for a week. It's and there's so Thanksgiving. Funny. Like, come on. <laughs> I know, but then you get out with your family. You go for a walk. Yeah. You know? Oh, it's so great! <laughs> like, like we 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 need a li- we need some tips because if you had a Labor Day weekend like we did, whether it was, uh, you know, wh- wh- whether it was drinking you know a forty of rye on the Saturday night or getting Burger King at three a.m. in the parking lot of the hotel, uh, it's really easy to get derailed uh, on a weekend like that. Yes, it certainly is. But how how have you bounced back this week? That's what's important. How are you feeling today? I, I did go for a walk and I drank water. I'm still detoxing, I think. <laughs> Takes a few days, let me tell you. Oh, it, it totally does. <laughs> Takes a few days. And you know what? We're, we're, we're rookies to the whole thing. We're giving it our, our best. And I think the biggest thing to realize is that getting healthy – doesn't mean you need to be in the gym 90 minutes every day. It's the, the little things really add up here. I think that is the biggest lesson I learned from the first year because what I found, when, and, I, and I didn't talk about this this year, but what I did the first year we did this was I gave myself a mulligan. 
So I was trying to exercise for 30 minutes a day every consecutively for 100 days. But I gave myself one mulligan a week. Okay. And the mulligan was an ab circuit. I just had to do like some crunches and some sit-ups, like not very long, just something really quick. But you're right. It was the consistency that made the difference. And it doesn't. And the other thing is, and I think this is also really important. Sorry, there's dishes happening in my house. Um, (laughs) My apologies. Um, Is doing stuff you love. And so I I guess from what you've told me is like, you're not, you're kind of new to this and you're trying to figure out what works. Like, you're exactly right. Being in the gym for 90 minutes a day is not fun for most people and isn't realistic for most people's schedule. Like that's just at the end of the day, the truth. So what you, what I think is really important is finding something that you love to do. Like if getting out for a walk makes you feel good and you enjoy it, then like that is what you should be doing. Like pushing yourself to do something that you really don't enjoy. It's one thing if it's a challenge and you're trying, trying to tackle it and it's scary and it's yeah. exciting. It's another thing if you wake up in the morning and you've booked yourself a class to go go to CrossFit and you hate CrossFit. Like, why would you do that? That's like, that's miserable, <clears throat> right? But if you find, if you try different things and you find some things that you start to enjoy, latch on to those things and do those things consistently. I think that's what's really important. And I, I've put a lot of this out on social media. Let's not forget about YouTube and Google because the amount of stuff I've been able to find at home that's been um, so helpful to keeping me consistent, I think is is so awesome. And and um, YouTube is an incredible resource for that kind of stuff. CFL.ca slash Sun Life. If you want to get involved in the Grey Cup fit-up, of course, whether it's day 75, day 25 or whatever, it's never too late or too early to get involved. Brody, Thank you so much for taking the time to talk to us. Is there any hints you can give us as to what you have going on as far as the Grey Cup or even as far as ahead as uh, the offseason goes? What's going on uh, with the CFL? Um, Well, we're starting to look forward to playoffs. We're obviously filming game time every week, looking forward to playoffs, and um, still trying to get something organized specifically for Grey Cup set up at Grey Cup. So I'll keep you guys posted there. And other than that, I don't know. I, I I expect I'll be on the road again a lot in November, and so you'll uh, yeah. <laughs> enjoy my hotel workout tweets, trying to figure out what the heck to do. And I also love meeting up with fans in the cities we go to, to their gyms and their workouts and stuff too. But um, promise to keep you guys posted on all that. But thanks for having me, and I really appreciate you guys jumping in on this challenge. I guess you're new to it this year, and um, I really think you're going to find that it is just, the community is just so wonderful, and um, they'll keep you going. It's it's just the best. Awesome, Brody. Uh, thanks so much for talking to us, and I guess uh, we'll see you in November at the Grey Cup. See you at the Grey Cup. I can't wait. Thanks again to Brody for taking the time to chat with Tyrell and myself today. Again, if you want to take part in the Grey Cup fit-up, Sign up anytime you're ready at cfl.ca slash sunlife. And speaking of the Grey Cup, Two and Out Live will be back. We're ironing out the final details. We hope to let you know on where and when it is going to be in the next week or so. Two and Out is a part of the Alberta Podcast Network, powered by ATB. I'd like to send you to the Northern Nerdcast. Nerd used to be a bad word, but now... It's like a compliment. 
It's a culture, like it's a movement <laughs> taking over the world. But the Northern Nerdcast is a podcast showcasing the nerdy and geeky people and events in and around Edmonton. Dan and Chelsea are your hosts. Check out the Northern Nerdcast and many other great podcasts at albertapodcastnetwork.com. And if you're buying tickets, maybe for some of these events, north and south of the border, seatgiant.ca, every event on there is in Canadian funds. And if you use the promo code APN, you're going to save 5% and you're going to help the, the Alberta Podcast Network in the process as well. SeatGiant.ca, promo code APN to save yourself some cash and support the Alberta Podcast Network. Tyrell and myself will be back on Thursday as we get ready for week 14. We'll talk to you soon. Thanks for listening. Find more great shows like this at CF Pod Network on Twitter.